0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode here on BU with Declan Edwards. You are about to listen to season five, episode eight of the show, where I am very, very grateful and privileged to be joined by none other than Caitlin Pell. Now, Caitlin is actually one of our longest running members at our happiness college. She's someone who committed to herself and her happiness and her personal development and has continued to thrive and expand and grow and learn every step of the way throughout her journey. So I was thinking about the sort of stories that we wanted to highlight and the people that we wanted to share and introduce you to as our listeners uh, when we were doing this season of the show. Of course, Caitlin came to mind as someone who I think embodies and highlights everything that BU stands for. And this conversation that you're about to listen to that I was so lucky to have with Caitlin uh, really highlights that. Now, we talk about things like being under responsible for your own happiness and blaming the world or others around you. We talk about uh, what it means to continually learn and grow and evolve on your journey. We talk about the ripple effect that it has and how it served Caitlin not only as an educator and a professional in her field, but also as a mom and as a family member and friend. This is a fantastic episode to listen to if you're someone who keeps waiting for happiness to be found around the next corner. If you keep thinking that the reason you're struggling with your well-being is because of work or because of other people or because, you know, X, Y, or Z, if you want to learn how to take ownership, responsibility, and control of your happiness so that you can really thrive and stop living life at just a level of surviving and getting by, then this is such a fantastic interview to listen to. And I'm so grateful to Caitlin for her vulnerability, her openness, and really just how human she was throughout this episode. Now, as a heads up, this episode was recorded via Zoom as is the way of the world these days, which means there are a couple of little moments of some little tech glitches, nothing major, nothing that takes away from the importance and the value of the conversation that was shared on this episode. But just to give you the heads up, make sure you persevere through any of those little moments because the gems and the insights and the wisdom that Caitlin shares throughout this interview are really worth listening to. So with that said... Please join me in giving a very warm and gracious welcome to none other than Caitlin Pell, member at BU's Happiness College. Okay. So, first and foremost, um, thank you and welcome to the show. I'm uh, really excited. We obviously just had a little chat before we pressed record. And uh, (laughs) for our listeners, I was saying, How are you feeling coming on to the show? And your answer was good, very green light, which for the people listening, if they've been listening to the show for a while, would know means equally scared and excited. It's a uh, a bit exactly. of a BU saying for if something equally scares and excites you, it's the green light in life. That's a growth opportunity. Um, sure. And so here we are having a growth moment, which, yeah, is something I'm really grateful for. We'll mention before we press record that I'm really grateful to be having people like yourself, you know, our members at BU and, and graduates of BU coming back and sharing their story because it really humanizes personal development. I find a lot of Personal development and well-being shows and podcasts these days just talk about the strategies or the theories, or you know they're talking to industry leaders and experts in their field. But it's like at the end of the day, happiness and well-being and personal development is such a human experience. I think it's really nice to have people just be like, "Hey, this is my journey. This is what yeah. I've done, and these are the challenges that I still experience, and this is part of the game." So yeah, thank you once again for for choosing to take the green light rather than uh. Avoid it.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me.
0: So, if we were to start this this conversation, this sort of highlight of your journey, not only in BU but obviously with your own happiness and well being, I always like to ask people, where would you rewind to as saying this was kind of one of the big first starting points for me? Like, if if we were to go back in time to a uh, mm-hmm. yeah previous chapter of your life, where does your personal development and well being journey really? begin I suppose
1: um it began I came to a workshop that you presented in Port Macquarie like with a colleague like years and years ago and at that at that time I was in a place of like just so much under responsibility Mm. and it wasn't until I kind of sat down and had a deep dive after that experience and went, you know what? Like something needs to change here. Um I was just super unhappy at work and I was taking it out on everyone else around me and it got to a point where if something didn't change, mm. I really don't know what would have happened. So yeah, that kind of led me into this journey of self-development and yeah, I've been here ever since. So yeah, it was probably probably about four or five years ago that I really started to look at life a little bit differently and go, well, what do I need to do mm. to change these things? So, mm. yeah.
0: And good catch to, to see that too. I want to highlight for our listeners, if you're not familiar with the term under-responsibility, it's when we obviously talk a bit about at BU with yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, your happiness and your well-being. life is your responsibility. It's no one else's and no one can change and it And I was blaming
1: you. so many other people yeah. for not being happy. Like mm. this person's making me angry or this person's like not being nice to me and like really at the end of the day, that's my responsibility and how I feel about those things. So it was a massive learning curve to know that like I have the power to change all of those things. Mm. Um yeah. So yeah, it it continues to change my life, and like I'm forever grateful for taking that leap of, like, uh, leaping into the unknown, really, and yeah. not knowing what I would uncover on that journey as well. Like a lot of a lot of hard truths that you have to jump into as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm glad that you highlight yeah. that because I think again, sometimes you know, I worry. I'm excited by how much more people are looking at personal development and, and emotional intelligence and working on their human skills and sort of understanding their mind and emotions these days. I mean, you go back five to 10 years, it just wasn't really a thing. And now it's becoming Sorry. more and more popular in Australia. The The drawback to that that I fear is um, sometimes it seems to be presented online as like this easy journey of like, all you need to do is work with yourself and that everything falls into place. That's perfect. And what a magical yeah. life it is. It's like, it can actually be quite confronting. And I wanted to ask yeah. like your perspective because you go from this place of, We're obviously not happy in life. We're blaming a lot of that on situations or on other people. And then I don't know about you, but from my perspective, I was in a civil space at the start of my journey. And I remember it felt like a bit of a slap in the face to be like, well, hang on, this is my responsibility. And I can't blame other people for this. Like, if it's going to change, I need to do something about it.
1: Yeah,
0: That was kind of a bit of a rude wake up call to me at the time. Like, how did you go with that? I guess that transition. Yeah.
1: I still remember those first couple of sessions with Jess and I was just like almost in tears to think Mm. like, what am I uncovering here? Like, is this going to be like a bad, bad thing? Mm. Um, Uncovering these things, but like going, oh shit. Like what am I going to find under these rocks here that I turn over? Like what is going to be hidden underneath here? Like, Mm. and am I ready for that? Like, do I really want to, deep dive into those uncertainty like those things that I was looking for but in the end like after each session I was just like oh my gosh like I understand that so much better now I'll go I can I can understand now why I reacted the way I did from learning those things and like still to this day I still say to Jess like oh my gosh that was such like a light bulb moment like oh my god I just had a brain fart about this and she'd just like have a a giggle about it but yeah like it just it still continues Mm. to this day to blow my mind Mm. and a lot of people always say to me as well like why are you still coaching when you seem like you've got it all together and I'm like I don't like I am still on this journey of mm-hmm. finding new things to uncover and, like, there's still so much to learn. Um, but it's really interesting people's perceptions of, like, it looks like you've got shit together now because yes. you've done all this hard work. Yeah. So that's um that's really interesting from my point of view, knowing what I know now. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like, even I had a session, like, two weeks ago with Jess where, like, we unt- overturned something that I was just, like, Oh my gosh, I had totally forgot about that. And like, it really, I learned that in my 10 mm. sessions when I first started. But it was just like, just to re, like, to go back over that, it was just like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, I get this now. Like, oh my gosh, it was just like a revelation.
0: Mm. And I think, yeah, there's so much we said about like, you take the lessons that you need at the time as well like, cause I have the same experience. It's why You mentioned mm-hmm. it. Cause I've still, some people go like, hang on, you know, you're a happiness researcher. Now you run this happiness college. You've been doing this professionally for years. Why are you still having coaching sessions? And I'm like, uh, ah, yeah. because A, I still have blind spots. I'm human. B, sometimes I forget 100%. things that I know are good for me. So same experience there. I'm like, oh wait, yeah. I have learned this before, but I had yeah. completely neglected it. Um, yeah. And yeah it's kind of it's funny because when we think about physical well-being no one ever goes well why are you still exercising and eating well if you're healthy and fit like why wouldn't you just stop mm-hmm. exercising and eating well but when it comes to our mental yeah. and emotional well-being and our development as a person it's like it, there is this common trap of falling into well aren't you done like you're fully cooked you're done no yeah. more no more growth needed no more yeah. learning um, mm. actually as an educator because this is something this is a very curious thread to go down yeah, mm-hmm. do you think that part of that do you think part of that maybe a bit of a reflection of I know a lot of people can fall into this trap in society of believing that your your education and learning and growth as a person kind of ends when you finish formal education, be it high school, university, college, whatever you're going to. And it's like, yeah. and then you're done, right? Then you don't need to learn anymore or grow yeah. or question things. Yeah, what's your perspective on that, obviously, as an educator, but also as someone who's personally still learning and growing a lot and, and uncovering new things, as you said?
1: It's funny you should say that because I have that conversation even with my kids all the time about, like, they say, oh, you know that. I'm like, yes, I know that, but I'm forever learning. Like, I don't just stop learning now that I've finished at university or, like, I say to them, I need still need to do these courses to refresh my memory of whatever. So, yeah, it's a really, that's a really good question because I feel like that's something that needs to be changed Mm -hmm. about that perception of, like, because you've finished this education in whatever, you're done. You're never Mm -hmm. done. You can always learn new things. Like, you can always, like, have that curiosity to learn more about whatever field you're in or whatever topic you're talking about. I just feel like that's something that needs, like, that shift of Mm -hmm. perception of that, like, 100% 100% needs to, yeah, change mm. because there's like, oh, I say this, I literally say this to Jess all the time. I have so much to learn and I like, I just have that love of learning. I think it comes down to like your love for, also your love for learning to, to learn new things because like some people like, I'm done, I'm happy with that. Cool, that's awesome. Mm. But for me on my personal journey of coaching, I'm not done. I'm, I'm willing to just keep diving in, to find new things, to be a better person, to be like, as we say, like to wear the different hats to be a better mum, to be a better yeah. educator, to be a better wife, to be a better sister, like all those things. There's mm. so much that we can like just dive into to do, like to do better and be better. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, I think it's a powerful perspective to say because I know as well, like from my perspective, like I am not the same me that I was a few years ago. So the tools and techniques Mm. and strategies I was using to help me thrive and be the best version of myself two, three years ago may not be the best ones for me now. And I think Mm -hmm. we can see that in your journey as well. Like I have no doubt that who you are today is a slightly different or sometimes dramatically different version of yourself than you were years ago, right? And so it's this continual unfolding of, I think the saying in personal development is like, what once serves us may eventually limit us. So it's like those techniques worked really well then. But if we only ever rely on them, we're kind of capping our growth to that, that chapter of our life. Um, 100%.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And you've obviously gone through some, yeah, some chapter changes over the last few years and everything in life as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talk to us about those.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So when I first started my journey, like it was more, I was really unhappy in a work based side of things. Um, and that like, kind of. Work, yeah, it led to so many other things um, and it wasn't even work. It was me. Like it was really funny that work was the problem, but mm. it was actually like what I needed to uncover in myself that was mm. the problem. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I've gone from there and then I've, as Jess and I talk about with this journey, we, I went from there to like the peak of like I'm feeling X. Um, I'm at this place of like really like emotional stability, like just could things could not get any better. Um and then yeah, so I went into the journey of motherhood as well. So that was another change um in my journey. Um and then chucking COVID with that, yeah. going through a pregnancy with COVID. Um and then a whole nother journey of like when our little man arrived, Remy came. Mm. We had quite a traumatic birth. So mm. that and quite a hard start to life for him. So that was another like deep dive that I went into with that as well, and my recovery from that birth. And yeah, and then now working back into the next kind of area of mum life, work life. Um yeah, so there's been so many like mm-hmm. peaks and troughs and peaks and troughs but like the constant in all of that is like I've been able to use the strategies that I've learned from the start to have more of a I don't say a constant but like a I've had to, I've had a, a nice ride and gone through the motions of everything because I've learned those strategies of what I need to put in place to helped me through those times so yeah I'm forever grateful for the things that I've learned because it's literally helped me through whatever I've been going through mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. so I, I it sounds like I'm getting like a bit emotional about it because it has been like a bit of a wild journey since I started with BU it's yeah. been there's been lots of different things that have, ha- have happened so yeah
0: it's such a nice reminder too for people that like working on yourself and doing this meaningful work on sort of i guess equipping yourself and filling your toolkit of you know ways to manage your mind and your emotions more effectively it doesn't guarantee or promise that life's going to go to plan it doesn't mean no. you're going to have this perfect journey you know if there's anything i remind people of all the time like life doesn't give a damn about your plans it will throw curveball after curveball no. after curveball but if you have a sense of stability and confidence in your ability mm. to handle those curveballs and to navigate, as you said, the peaks mm. and trots, it just yeah. makes life a little bit more, I guess, enjoyable, manageable. Like, yeah, I don't know about you, but I know for me, I, yeah. I still have moments where life will throw a big challenge onto my plate. And I kind of look back and thank my younger self and go, you know, thank God all those years ago, I decided to, as you said, step into the unknown and be like, well, let's give this a go and see yeah. what happens. Because I don't know yeah. how I would handle these challenges if I didn't have the toolkit and the support network that I have around mm-hmm. me too. Like, I, I think, yes, yeah. it's about the tools, but as we've already spoken about, sometimes we forget to use the tools and they evade our mind or yeah. we just, you know, fall into old habits. And sometimes it's not having people in your corner. Yeah. Sometimes Sometimes it's not that- having people in like, your corner. hey, what if we look at it from this angle?
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that is literally like what I'm forever grateful for because I can rock up to a session and I'll say, yes, oh yeah, everything's good. And she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, but how do you know? She's like, I can tell as soon as we get into this call that you're not okay. Spill. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like, even then it's just like, I go, oh, yeah, like after we talk about whatever we're talking about, I'm like, I knew that. She's like, I know that you knew that. You just needed help to overturn that belief or whatever you had in there that, like, you know it. Mm -hmm. It's just having that person in your corner, all those people in your corner that can go, you know what, like, you can do this. You just need that little bit of help. And for me, like... Oh yeah. It just to have yeah those supports it's just amazing like yeah. I mm-hmm. like honestly I could not rave higher about it being like to to do that personal development um like within yourself but like I've also got my mum onto coaching now like my sisters seeing somebody as well and like amazing. my like a lot of people in my family are now seeing whoever they're seeing, and it's it's not it's not like that woo woo anymore. It's not like you're not being put down for doing something for yourself, or you're not being judged for um, going and talking to somebody because you feel that's what you need. Like it's removing all that stigma, I think, as well. That I'm getting so um, passionate about the space because you know it's not, it's it's the best thing you can do for yourself. Like seriously. And the more people that understand that, like, it's not a bad thing. Mm. Like, if you can help somebody else, like, heck yes. Like, I'm just, I love that.
0: Actually, it's a good point. I'm glad you raised it because I'm just realizing now as we have this conversation, you would have lived firsthand, I imagine, through, I guess, the stigma changes and societal change on the idea of having a coach to work on your mental, emotional well-being, to work on your development as a person. So I know when I started this, journey. I mean, geez, I've been doing this for nearly 10 years, nine years ago when I worked for yeah. my first coach, everyone was like, you're doing what? With who? For why? Mm-hmm. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. And then and then it went to a different yeah. stage where I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, obviously something's wrong then. You only need to be working somewhere mm-hmm. someone something's wrong. And I'm like, oh, I'm in a pretty yeah. good space. But as you said, there's more to learn. But it's now interesting, like, yeah, how much more, I guess, accepted and encouraged it's becoming to have people and professionals in your corner. To help you navigate Mm. this crazy journey we call life, because none of us get a bloody manual for life when we're born. Exactly. Um, And yeah, I guess from your perspective, how have people's attitudes, did you notice that change? Like when you first started compared to now, like family, friends, colleagues, how is the response?
1: 100%. It was really interesting when I first said, um, I was starting with you guys like way back, like four or five years ago. And it was just like, the same kind of um, response that you got. You're doing what? Like, yeah. what the heck is that even? Like, you, like, don't you just go and see a shrink? And I was like, no. Like, trying to, like, and now that I've learned the things, that like, trying to explain to people that just don't care. Like, they mm. don't even, like, they just don't want to get it. And yeah. that's totally fine. That's their, that, 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 that's their thing. Um, but, yeah, like, that shift over time now, like, I can say to somebody, Um, yesterday like I'm still doing coaching they're like oh that's so awesome like I'm so glad you're working on yourself and I'm just like the perception of coaching four or five years ago to the perception now is like oh my gosh even within my family circle Mm -hmm. like the more people that are uh, accessing coaching or psychologists or whatever it's like yeah cool awesome like I'm so glad you're speaking to somebody and that just blows my mind that that has changed for the better. Um, And even like I share with my kids, like I'm not afraid to say that I do coaching. Like it's the best thing that's happened to me. So like why would I say that it's a bad thing? Mm -hmm. But even to my kids at school, I'm like, you know, Mrs. Pell's always like doing stuff to work on herself. Like I don't stop now that I'm finishing and they're like, really? What? (laughs) And then even showing them some of the strategies that like, I've learned through BU with my classes over the time, they were like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense, like feelings and emotions, like thinking that they're the, they're the same thing. And I'm like, no, guys, like, come on, let's have a look at this. And they're just like, oh, I understand that so much better. And then, like, you talking about the ripple effect when my kids come up to me and say, like, can I take this home to start using this at home? I'm wow. like, my heart melts. And then I get those tingly feelings of like, yes, like, mm. heck yes. Like, this is just like, it still gets me all tingly inside when I talk about it because, like, if I can help somebody else yeah. to, to use these tools to get through their life, like, yes. I've It doesn't matter if I've taught them literacy or numeracy, which is always a really good thing. Mm. But if I can help them navigate their way through this crazy world with their emotions, their feelings, things like that. I'm happy as well.
0: It's such a beautiful example of, yeah, as you mentioned, the ripple effect. I mean, for those who've been listening to the show for a while, know that we started BU and the happiness college and everything with this sort of big idea of growing global well-being one mind at a time. And we realized very early on that we can't do that with just the team that we have. Like we're a team of five based in Australia. It's like, it still blows my mind that we have members and graduates in five different countries, but it's like the ripple effect past just people we've worked with directly. And you're such a great example of this because we rely on a similar model to like the medical model or the military model of like see one, do one, teach one. So it's like you learn about this stuff yourself, you practice it, you build it. And then of course, share it with others. Of course, pass it on to your friends and family. Of course, pass it on to the kids that you teach, right? It's like the the long-term outcome of that on the happiness and well-being of society as a whole. Cause now we get to be mm-hmm. super cheeky, right? And not just count your life as the life we've impacted, but we get to count your family's life or the students you've taught over the years. Like it's, it's yeah. this flow on effect. And there is something quite remarkable about that of knowing that, yeah, we're, we're all playing. And this is why when I talk to our staff at BU, when we talk about our team, we now refer to all of our members as part of our team as well. It's like, we are in this, Team of trying to shape the happiness of the world as a whole, and yep. you guys are on the forefront of that, right? Really leading by yep. example and, and living and breathing it, um mm, which is such a beautiful thing. To I don't know about from your perspective on this, but I know for me there is something. A I get benefit out of C one teach one because if I am going to share something I've learned that's helped me with someone else, it kind of forces me to know it quite well and to practice it and uphold it because I'm like, oh, I'm about to try and tell this to someone. I should probably know it really well yeah Um, and then there is something really heartwarming about yeah being able to look back and go this journey although yes my happiness is about me and it's okay to be a little bit healthy selfish and go it's okay to focus on me first it's not actually at the end of the day just about me like it's it's about what I can do with this
1: yeah and even some of like my really close friends as well like they're, they're always saying to me, like, I'm so glad you've gone on this journey, Caitlin, because you've helped wow. me without even realizing. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, really? And they're like, yeah, just by like the approach of like my favorite strategy, like the raft or the river, what can you control? What's in your boats? Like, what can you do? And they're just like, sometimes they're like, can you just stop? Because like, you are just like, you just start all of a sudden without even realizing. And I'm just like, I know, like, and picking up those audiences as well where I'm like, okay, everyone's had enough. Like, I'll just stop now. But like even they have learned some things by going, Mm -hmm. okay, well that's out of my control. I really can't like I can't control that at the moment. And with everything that's going on in the world at the moment with COVID, like a lot of that oh yeah has has like it's really reiterated that by like, what can you control? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of this that we can't control. Like, what you, you can be responsible for yourself, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And first, first and foremost by looking after yourself, mm-hmm. and like, after that, w- what else can you do? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's been like a really, really powerful thing to, to see because yeah people have gone you know what like really that's out of my control like i i can't do much about that and side note to that like Jess and i had a session yesterday and just talking about like i'm one of my six psychological needs is certainty and mm-hmm. i have had to fall into the other side at the moment yep. because there's so much uncertainty around where i've mm-hmm. had to just go you know what i've got to sit in this for a bit and mm-hmm. just sit there and see what comes of it because there is not a lot of certainty around at the moment. Mm. So it's, it's really taught me to like fall into the, the other side and just go, you know what, like, let's have a look at this side. Let's, let's start mm. to have a bit of a deep dive in what I can explore on the opposite side of certainty. So yeah, that's been really interesting for me on a personal journey as well.
0: Yeah, it's a huge reflection too of like, your psychological and emotional flexibility that you've been building over the Mm. years, because again, it's it's that life that never goes to plan. So if we get sort of rigid and go, well, hang on, this is how life's meant to go. And it's meant to meet my demands. It's like, we're only going to feel heartache and disappointment, but it's like, okay, look right now. Yes. One of my biggest psychological needs is normally certainty, but it's damn hard Mm. to get a lot of certainty right now in life. Cool. Let's be psychologically flexible and learn how to get the value Mm -hmm. and the learnings and the importance out of, Uncertainty and variety and change. Yep. Um, and
1: variety. That's
0: right. It's no surprise either. It's it's funny hearing that. Uh. Obviously, one of your favorite tools is the raft and river, because obviously if we rewind this conversation <laughs> a little bit to you know the start of this interview, where it was, you know, where were you when you started your journey? You're like, yeah, just super under responsible for my life, and uh, there's over responsibility too. Well, if if I can get everything working at work perfectly, and if I can get everyone else's behavior aligning and manage how they treat me, then then I'll feel better. And so we're trying to control yep. everything outside of us, but not taking ownership of ourselves. And so it's funny hearing, you know, Wrath River yep. obviously is a big responsibility builder. Yep. It's like, hey, let's be responsible to ourselves. Let's yep. recognize what we can influence and let's go of what we can't control. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's funny hearing that that one's made such a big impact in your journey when that's probably the one that we needed so clearly at the start as well.
1: That's right. And I always go back to it in my mm. sessions because I'm just like, it just is at the forefront of pretty much everything that I do. I'm just like, okay, what can I control? What What's my river? What's my raft? Like, yes. it's just subconsciously now I just do it going, you know what? Like, okay, let's do this, this and this because that's something I can control and, yeah, it's just really interesting how they're just – those strategies are built into my mind now yeah. because I've been practising them for so long and probably – that one strategy more than anything else so it's nice <laughs> it's, to go back and have a look at the other strategies because I'm just like okay um this one's getting a workout but yeah it's just it's funny when different things pop up what strategies you can apply to those um those life moments and yeah where you can go from there so definitely yeah
0: definitely and I wanted to ask you about it as well because I think again you're a great example of someone who is uh adamantly and passionately taken up this idea of the ripple effect and using this work not only to benefit yourself obviously you shared how you use it with the kids at school as well but I know we got talking quite early on in your journey about really thanks to you and a few of our other members we recognized the need for the support in the education industry around it being one of the biggest burnout careers in Australia one of the highest mental health challenge careers in Australia and I can only imagine how those stats are continuing to worsen throughout everything that's happened in the last eighteen months, with, you know, with that profession, yeah. but when I think ripple effect of like what industries are in a position to make the biggest change to the emotional intelligence, the well-being, the coping mechanisms, you know, the the health and happiness of a society, I think education's up there as one of the highest. You're literally shaping the future minds of our generation. And it, it I remember early on finding out these stats, and I was like, it's so concerning to me that. So much focus is put onto how we help students' well-being, and not enough is put onto how we actually help the educators' well-being, when that's going to have the bigger ripple effect. And obviously, I know you yeah. then pioneered and led and crusaded for us to partner with your school and do some work there and train the yeah. staff. and yeah, which was great to come up and you know be be in there as well. And yeah, I guess talk to us about that and and your perspective on I guess the crossroads of this not only being a personal development move, but it's a professional development move at the end of the day too.
1: Yeah, so I think the more conversations I had with people that I worked with was, like, I'm so overworked. I'm just, like, getting into the similar situation that I did when I first started with BU. And I had a few conversations with people and just saying, like, something needs to change. Like, you have our most, like, most, like, beautiful assets in our hands in our classrooms every day and we're looking after their like you said their emotional well-being their lives but we're not even looking after the educators like what what kind of like what is this and by doing the extra work I think got conversations happening within my workplace about how can we help um a lot more than just myself obviously Mm. um and I was really, really um, thankful that my workplace did um, collaborate with you and um, go on that journey, which has started the conversation about what we're doing with educators' um, mental health and well-being. So we've still got so far to go um, because there's just so many completely, I think, and... Um, yeah, it, there's so many things that you could get into, but I think by starting that journey is the most positive, positive thing in the world. Um, I know there's I've been doing some stuff with my workplace to try and get something um, like more regularly in. So we've just started like some exercise programs nice. um, a couple of times a week, which is excellent, and I'm just trying to see how I can then build in like mental um emotional wellbeing into those schedules as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's it blows my mind that there's so much work to do in the education setting, not just for my workplace, over the whole education mm-hmm. system in terms of mental health and wellbeing, because yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's so much to... I think there's, like, society society expectations. There's, like, political expectations. There's so many things that fall into what a teacher is meant to do and what an educator is yeah. meant to do. Um, that, yeah, our educators are just getting so tired from so many different things. And then you throw COVID in the mix of that and home learning and, like, just there's just so many things are credit to the educators they usually just get shit done and just like they soldier on which is not what we want but like I've never met a more resilient Mm. bunch of people that Mm. just like yeah they just give and give and give which is obviously not the best thing because in my situation I gave and gave and gave and gave and then went into a heap and went on this journey but Yeah, if we start to make little changes, I think that we'll be able to try and make a difference in more educators' lives. And by getting on to what you were speaking about before, by, yeah, working with you guys to try and see what we can do to help educators, um, yeah, it's only going to be a positive change for not just myself, but many others that hopefully it will make a difference.
0: Yeah, I can't help but hope that... um... You know, we are talking before about how five years ago, the idea of doing this for yourself as an individual was so unheard of. And now it's celebrated Mm -hmm. and encouraged or becoming more increasingly celebrated and encouraged. Um, But I imagine the same, you know, maybe now we're at the start of the journey of the idea of partnering with organizations to work on workplace happiness, to work intensively and intentionally on the mental and emotional well-being of your staff and your team. It may be something yeah. now that's sort of unheard of and people are like, wait, what? Why are we doing that? Like, But five years yeah. from now, maybe it's something that's like, hey, this is so normal and encouraged and recognized and celebrated because all of the data and evidence and research is there that this is one of the best things that we can do, not only for you know our educators and our professionals, but also the ripple effect of that carries on and the change it makes to the entire education system, the change it makes to children and the next generation, the change, it ripples out to yeah. families and communities. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah, we well, at the start I've also of the change. Had,
1: oh, I hope so. I really hope so. And I've also had, like, colleagues say to me, they're like, you need to go and study in this realm. Like, you need mm-hmm. to go and do more. Um, like, I can see you going into these, like, the channel of um, emotional well-being coaching, like, in the future because, like, just like the prime example of making a difference and I'm like oh that that, like warms my heart like but I and I have had conversations with Jess from Mm -hmm. my own journey Mm -hmm. of going you know what like I am feeling this pull to delve into that world because like oh man I want to make a difference I want to I want to make that like make that difference in other people's lives on how powerful it's Mm -hmm. been in my life so Mm -hmm yeah
0: i love that that's fantastic and yeah it's such a nice expression yeah, of like, yeah i think the highlight and really the, the running theme of you know the conversation you, have, you and i've been having today is yeah the difference that this spreads and and can make in this sort of work it's like it's yeah it's funny but something that was once i think a very wishy-washy idea of <laughs> years ago the idea of launching a happiness college or doing happiness coaching and looking into the science of happiness. Like it was just not a thing, but now it's like, not only are people like yourself, like, no, like I've felt the change that this makes. I've bloody lived it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I know this makes a difference, but so much data and research and evidence is coming out of just this empirical studies being like, Hey, happiness matters. Like your happiness as an individual matters more than I think a lot of people are giving it credit for at the moment. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice to see this sort of wave of change starting to come through.
1: And it's and it's funny now too as well. Like I'm a lot more critical of um, certain situations or I'm like um, even just like superficial stuff. I'm just like I don't want to get into that conversation because like one, I don't have time for it, but I want like meaningful, like deep conversations with people mm-hmm. now. And if it is just like surface level, like, crap I'm like sorry I don't have time for that like I, I don't I I just want to like get into the nitty-gritty of stuff like I'm just it, it's it, it's sparked so much love for me of learning like just just more in this space of like oh yeah I can't, I can't even put it into words like how much it's just yeah it's just not the superficial like Bull crap anymore. Mm. It's just like no. Okay, I'm going to deep dive into this. I'm going to like explore this further. Um, yeah. So that's that's been interesting as well too. Mm. I didn't expect that to come out of my journey of mm. emotional well-being and like um, yeah on that. I didn't yeah, I just didn't expect going to go into that journey of like what's important to me now. What mm. is. And that's one of those things. I'm just like, yep, that's, yeah, it's interesting. Really interesting yeah. where it can take you. You just don't expect that you're going to go down that road or you're going to follow that path or like, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's this it's this continual unfolding. Like I am, uh, I'm always excited and looking forward to the lessons I'm going to learn into the future, the ways I'm going to change and grow. I think I'm reminded of the Steve Jobs quote, right? The idea of we can't connect the dots of life looking forward. We can only connect them looking backwards. And we look back and go, oh, hang on, like this led to this, which led to this, which led to this. And it all makes sense now. But you look forward and you're like, this is a beautiful, unknown, uncertain journey. But what I do feel certain of is my ability to navigate life, to handle life, to adapt to life, Mm. and to to thrive. And I think that comes from the work that we do.
1: Yeah. And also what I can now pass on to Remy and the strategies yeah. that I can share with him of how he can navigate through life and go, you know what? Like, it's okay to feel sad, but yes. it's okay to feel angry or yes. like, um, get back up. Like you're okay. What, what's, what is wrong? Like what? Mm. Tell me, like talk to me about it instead of like that closed off, like boys don't cry. Um, they're just angry because whatever, like, It's what you do with that anger and how you channel that anger. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's just so many things that I can share with him now from my Mm -hmm. personal journey that's going Mm -hmm. to like equip his life for the better as well. So yeah, that ripple effect again.
0: Yeah. It means a lot to me to hear that because yeah, I'm always quite profoundly impacted by the you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a parent yet, but I think one of the most profound leadership positions we can find ourselves in in life is being a parent because you're shaping someone's, you know, livelihood and life and, you know, mm-hmm. personality and psychology and you've got such a direct impact. And yeah, the idea of whenever I see any of our members have kids or someone joins in, the, you know, the program and they have kids, I'm like, oh, the, the idea of someone being raised by an emotionally aware and emotionally intelligent parent just Mm. excites me so much (laughs) yeah the flow on effect from that is just profound
1: Jess and I had a conversation this week actually about um empathy and how like just picking up when kids start to show empathy or learn empathy and not knowing that they don't fully understand empathy empathy till they're like six years old mm-hmm. and I said to her I had the biggest light bulb moment because I can understand how some of our little ones that come to school show no empathy because it's not a learnt behavior yeah. like it, it's a learned behavior but it, it, they don't know how to use it until that age so mm-hmm. like it just blew my mind and like as an educator I was just like Oh my gosh, I took so much away from that Instagram story where I was just like, it got me thinking on a whole nother level mm-hmm. of like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Like even those little things where you just go, oh, I thought they learned it at three or mm-hmm. whatever. Like it just, mm-hmm. yeah, just mind blowing just to learn those different things that I previously would have had, had no idea about that mm-hmm. had I not been on this journey, like blew my mind.
0: Fantastic. And so, uh, you know, I, by the way, thank you once again for like being so open and honest with your story, because again, there's something, yeah, it's always funny when I do these interviews, I like to sit here and go, at the end of the day, I kind of don't even care what the impact is on our listeners. And thank you listeners. If you're listening, it's like, <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> I get to be a little selfish and go, thank this you. means a lot to me. <laughs> like, you know, but I, I have, in saying that I have no doubt that this episode is, um, yeah, going to have quite a profound impact on people's lives. And yeah, I guess to to bring it to a, to a close, I'd love to ask from your perspective, you know, if there's someone listening to this that can really resonate with you and your story and can really see part of themselves in where you were, like, what would your tips, advice, recommendations, what would you say to them as sort of like, hey, this is my insight?
1: I would just say take that leap of faith, like take that take that jump into the unknown and just yeah, grab it with both hands. Even like even if it's start you start off small, like by reading an article about something or reading a book or like jumping into those little things if you're not confident enough yet to jump into full time coaching, just do the little things first. Like that would be my biggest recommendation to people because yeah you don't have to do the big things first you can work up, work up to those um milestones so yeah I would just say take both take that leaf with both hands and yeah just yeah start wherever you feel confident enough to start I
0: love but that.
1: if you make that start it's always going to be like so rewarding in the mm-hmm. end
0: I love that that's fantastic and yeah, thank you once again for for taking some of your time on a weekend to to jump on and to no, share your story you. and to be so open and honest about it. I really appreciate it. And I'm really, really deeply grateful to yeah, have you not only as a as a member at BU, but also as such a leader in our community, as someone who's such a passionate advocate for spreading the ripple effect from this. And yeah, and also to call you a a, a dear friend as well. Like, I'm very grateful to be connected thank to you. you and to be part of your life and your journey and very grateful to have you as part of. You know my life and my journey too
1: thank you i'm very grateful for the opportunity that i've had and yeah for the people that have impacted my life for the better so i'm eternally grateful for that as well beautiful
0: and just like that we've reached the end of yet another episode here on be you with deflan edwards i'm always so grateful for those of you who Decide to invest time into yourself and your journey. You know, as Caitlin shared today, taking that leap into the unknown and just learning more about yourself and your mind and your emotions and your happiness, it really does make a huge impact, not only on you, but on the people around you as well. You know, Caitlin mentioned something towards the end of this episode, the idea of just starting with what you're comfortable and confident starting with. And by listening to this podcast, you've already taken your first steps, which is such a beautiful thing to do. Now, if you did want to extend that journey and take the next steps forward to really thriving and accelerating your growth and development and your happiness, then, of course, make sure you head on over to our website, bucoaching.org. There's a whole range of tools there that you can add to your happiness and well-being toolkit, a bunch of which are free, like this podcast. We have free downloadables. We have the happiness scorecard, which will tell you exactly how happy you are in different types of happiness and give you your top three things to work on to become happier. We also run um, a live uh, masterclass online that you can jump into called Hacking Happiness where you'll learn about the foundations of the science of happiness and how to grow and develop it. And we cap that at 20 people each month so it's nice and intimate. So if those sound appealing to you, make sure you click the link in the show notes uh, or you head on to our website and search for the part of free happiness tools. So there'll be a little tab there that you can click on. Uh, That will show you those. Or if you're ready to take the next steps and really drive your journey forward, you can find out more about our happiness college, about one on one coaching, about what it would take to be partnered up with some professionals and expertise in your corner and unlock a full library and suite of resources and strategies and evidence based techniques that you can use for the rest of your life to help you thrive and fulfill your potential as an individual. And of course, the link for that is in the show notes as well. Or you can head to the website and go to the section about personal happiness coaching. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while or if this is your first episode and you just absolutely loved it, it does mean the world to us. If you quickly like, subscribe, review, share it around, by doing that, you're helping us move towards our vision of growing global well-being one mind at a time just by getting this into the ears of more people and more listeners. You know, this podcast is something that my team and I do to give back. It's our way of making a difference in the world and helping people begin their journey of learning more about their happiness and their well-being and we appreciate it every bit of help we get in sharing it around. So thank you to those who are already subscribers. You mean the world to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left a review. It really does make a difference. If you haven't done that, it's something that takes five seconds. It doesn't seem like it's going to make much of a difference from your end, but let me promise you, it does spread that ripple effect a little bit more and make a positive impact on someone else's life out there. With that said, until the next time we talk, you know what we do, make an impact, start with self and be you.